Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to the Cut to the Race podcast. We are here today to discuss what is going on with Perez and what may happen with his future in F1, if there is to be one. Um, to discuss this with me, James, how are you? I'm alright, thanks, Ollie. How are you doing? I'm good. I didn't even say I'm Ollie, did I? But I am Ollie and you are James. Uh, Sam, how are you? Blank. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sam. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> And I'm good, thank you. Oh, good. And Abby, how are you? You arrived today with a little bit of an unhappy-looking face. Are you sure everything's okay? Yes, I'm good. My microphone decided to have an issue just before, but thankfully it's all sorted, so we can... So you can smile now. Yeah, so I'm all good. Okay, well, what we are going to talk about is Sergio Perez. Now, he had another bad weekend at the Dutch Grand Prix and people are now pretty sure that his days are numbered now we've discussed this at length on the show before of is he here for next season will, will he be with Red Bull for next season won't he um, Horner's said oh yes of course he will which Horner would say um, there, there's all sorts of mixed messages going on but what it seems like is that his performance isn't and I'm going to use the word recovering to where it should be in that Red Bull um, so people are saying Sergio Perez's days are numbered. James, what are your thoughts on this and replacements? I mean, when's this going to happen? What do you think the course of action is? I mean, he saves till the end of the season. So for starters, it depends hugely on how he gets on for the rest of 23. And then it also depends on how Daniel does when he gets back in the car and Liam whilst he's in the car. It could all, It's all a bit up in the air in that front. Let, I think... People being sure he's gone, it's a bit much. He's still a very dependable number two. Red Bull know they're going to have the best car again next year. As long as he's delivering close enough to at least, you know, filling out another spot on the podium, they're probably not going to rock the boat too much. I mean, what's the what's the actual advantage in them, even taking Daniel, say he convincingly beats Yuki over the rest of the season? And I think it's a good point there about Daniel. He is one of the names that could go into the Red Bull seats should um, Perez move on. Um, there's also been talk of Lando, uh, Liam Lawson. I mean, there, there are so many people who could take this seat, right? And uh, James, I, I do like the way that you're sure he's staying for the rest of the season. Red Bull have made mid-season changes, right? But there would be no benefit in doing so at the moment, would there? No. No, no, that's... 
I, yeah, it is a bit of boy who cried wolf whenever they say, oh, someone's definitely safe. And because we've seen so many times that not be the case, including this year, but there's no way they're going to chuck Checo out before the end of the year. I'll, I'll go on record. I'll put that down confidently. Feel free to use it against me if they do. Because one thing I want to ask you, Sam, about, right, is this cursed Red Bull number two seat. We've seen so many drivers struggle in the number two seat at Red Bull. Refresh my memory. Is this only since Verstappen's been in the number one seat? I, I can't. My memory doesn't go back that far. Yes, because I feel like Mark Webber was. Or, uh, you know, it's difficult to answer because I think the 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 expectations have changed. Mark Webber, let's face it, came very very close to winning the title in 2010. After Vettel won that title, Mark Webber was the number two. It was an established role, and Mark Webber. I don't know, I'd have to look back at his performances, but it wasn't a talking point. It wasn't an issue because Vettel was winning the title every year. So it's interesting that it now is uh, an issue. And I think it's only an issue because we're now looking at it through the lens of Pierre Gasly and Alex Albon. That's what's changed, is that you've had a couple of failed drivers. So, And then this is where Daniel Ricciardo comes back into the conversation. He's the only one who's been able to go toe-to-toe with Max Verstappen. However... Again, another caveat, Max Verstappen of 2017-2018 is very different from the Max Verstappen of 2023. So would Daniel also struggle in the way that Sergio Perez has of late? It's difficult to say that he wouldn't. You know, <laughs> we've seen Daniel struggle in an environment that isn't best suited for him in the past. And let's face it, he only left Red Bull because he saw the way the tide was going. Yeah, I think I think this is the point, right? We've had Gasly in there and Albon, and both of them, it, we were saying the same thing that we're saying about Perez now, right? They, they can't keep up, they're not good enough, they're making too many mistakes, and, you know, we've, we've seen them get taken out. But when you... When you look at them now, these are fantastic racing drivers. And we know and we've seen for years that Perez is an incredible racing driver. So it's got to be the seat that's cursed, surely. But, I mean, this is another reason why they wouldn't put Liam Lawson in the seat. You know, you put Pierre in before he's ready. You put Alex on Alex in to replace him, kind of out of necessity, they felt. He wasn't ready and he never quite got up to speed. So why would they then do that for a third time? The Lando Norris point is 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 interesting, but I think it's less of a talking point since the start of July. McLaren have got to a place where I think Lando is going to be more than satisfied with. He's going to look across the garage and go, you know what? I've got the measure of Oscar at the moment. And even if I don't in two or three years' time, we will be a formidable pair if we have a good car behind us. So I think the Lando thing is less of a kind of a thorn in Sergio Perez's side than it was maybe three months ago. Abby, what's your take? Would you rather have, uh, let's say you're Christian Horner um, or Helmut Marko, neither of which you look like, but um, if you were, would you rather have a, a, an experienced Ricardo, even though he's had quite a rocky time, or would you have fight for someone like Lando, who you know is a proven commodity, um, or would you keep keep the old dog Sergio Perez in his seat for a little bit longer? As, as James has said, he's not doing any damage. He's just not competing with Max. He's, he's doing what he's there to do, right? Well, at the beginning of the season, I think I predicted Perez as the driver who wouldn't be on the grid in 2024. And I feel like I was mainly going off his comments about the growth of F1 and the number of races. But I still feel like he could potentially leave, but it's not as ironclad as some people have said. 
like Ralph Schumacher has come out and said that over the Dutch Grand Prix weekend Perez looked very grumpy and not very happy and he thinks that an agreement has already been arranged for the separation at the end of the season but I agree with James there's nothing wrong with keeping Perez at the moment yes he's not necessarily performing to the level that Red Bull want him to perform at but he's not doing like an awful job yes between Monaco and Silverstone he failed to reach Q3 and he still has issues to iron out now but I think as long as he keeps developing keeps improving and showing Red Bull what he can do like we've all seen in the past they will keep him in with Ricardo, yes, he is experienced. Yes, he has been a teammate to Max before. But like Sam said, the Max now to the Max that Ricardo once partnered is very different. I think it could be a risk putting Ricardo against Max. And with Lawson, from the comments that Red Bull and Helmut Marco and that have made, it seems as though they're apprehensive in putting him in the Red Bull seat at the moment because they want him to develop because he's in Super Formula. He has an amazing record in different series that he's raced in. In F2 last year, he finished third in the championship, if I remember correctly. Like, he has that talent, but I think they want him to be able to develop so then when they put him in the Red Bull seat, it is a sure thing and they know how he's going to perform. And we're going to see that at the moment when he's replacing Ricardo. So if I were Horner in that, I would stick with Perez because there's no harm done keeping him against Max. I guess the only thing you could say about, aside from Perez's qualifying issues and maybe not quite living up to what he should be doing this year, is the, the harmony in the team. So they seem okay now, but we can't forget there was that whole... Monaco crash gate, if you will, uh, that blew up a bit around the end of last year's start of this year. Could that play? Could that play into it? Or put it this way: no one's going to be taking that seat off Sergio Perez. It's going to be Sergio Perez who does himself out of the seat. If it's, if he pisses off the team internally enough, they go, you know what? You're not actually worth the aggro anymore. You keep on trying to challenge Max. That isn't your role. That's not the role we want, but you can't seem to fall in line. And as James says, yeah, like kind of that internal kind of tension, if it gets a bit much, if sponsors start going, not so big on this whole kind of, you know, dynamic you've got going on here. I don't think on performances alone, a Ricardo or a a Sonoda or whoever is going to take that seat. The only person who I think could have is Norris. And I don't think he's in the equation anymore. Is there some sort of external pressure going on here? Because we spoke on a, on the show a few a few weeks ago about um, uh, Abby. You did this story, but it was about the FIA or F1 um, saying that Red Bull have a, need to have a more competitive driver lineup because it's essentially boring. Um, Red Bull don't need to have you know Sergio Perez winning races um, all the time, but what they do need is 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 to get their sponsorships on the screen right and when you've got Max Verstappen throwing the distance and the only other story is you know comparatively a driver not performing it's not necessarily great do you think there's anything in that I can see where there would be some weight to that I think however Red Bull are just like they're Red Bull they're gonna do what they want to do and not necessarily what other people want and like Sam said having a competitive battle, I think Lando Norris would have been the best choice. But with McLaren's recent 
development and how they're performing. And Lando has already said that like McLaren is his team and his family and he wants to stay there. I don't think he will be making the move. It would have been interesting to see how he would perform against Max, but I don't think that's likely. With Red Bull, yes, it is good to see two teammates battling so tightly and competitively. And it is a shame that we don't have that at the moment and that Max is dominating so much no one can compete. But I don't necessarily think that there's external pressure on Red Bull to force them into looking to someone else. I'm no madman, but I think if I'm I'm sponsoring Red Bull in terms of an advert for my company, being associated with crushing dominance is surely there or thereabouts with screen time. Like, you know, you want your brand to be, you know, oh yeah, that's Max, you know, that's on Max Verstappen's car because you you will see enough of it over the course of the weekend. You don't have to be in these Titanic fights on a Sunday afternoon for it to to pay dividends if if you're a sponsor. Okay, so in the last show, we we spoke about, well, one of the last shows, we spoke about Verstappen potentially leaving at some point. Um, what, what will Red Bull do if they don't have Verstappen? They've now got, let's say they put Ricardo in there. Let's just say that, right? And you've got an older driver who's not necessarily the next Max Verstappen. They've got to keep that talent going. So surely, surely they need to be looking at the younger drivers. James, do you think there's anyone else they might put in that seat that, you know, we haven't noticed? And if they had to replace both of them, who could it be? So we're talking here maybe 20, 26, 7, 8, if eight. Max gives up, <laughs> yeah, gets bored, goes to, goes to do something else. Uh, I mean, yeah, like we said, Liam could prove himself. Um, Uasa, I don't think he's got enough to... He could make it to an Alpha Tauri maybe, but I don't think he's, yeah, of that kind of quality. And then it's kind of... It's funny, they went from being overwhelmed with drivers to having a lot of them now but no one's quite there you know Dennis Halger has been okay he's kind of underwhelmed uh same go obviously we all know what happened to Yuri Vips it's there's no one really standing out as the potential next Max Verstappen in F2 you'd say if there's the most promising I mean okay Topol Shell obviously is still very young people forget that uh it's Oli Behrman really as the, the one who stands out as the teenager who is maybe going to be able to leap forward and do something special, but it's no one in the Red Bull garage. Exactly. And I can't see a world in which Ferrari go, yeah, right. Kind of, you know, like I feel like Ferrari are perfectly happy with Charles Leclerc. They need to keep him happy. If anything, I think Carlos Sainz to a degree is on borrowed time because I think Ollie Behrman coming through makes those things very, very interesting. So I can't see that being a viable option for Red Bull. And in fact, James is absolutely onto something in that Red Bull have been making the the sounds this year that actually we kind of want to scale down the size of the academy and focus, have a more concentrated focus on real high-level talent. Because as you say, Imu Wasser is the, the standout of that group at the moment. And is he ready? I, I think he's still some way off. Like he's he has, as James said, underwhelmed in large parts of this F2 season, when really that championship was for the taking because Vesti and, and Porcher are making mistakes. 
So you're kind of looking at that and you're going, mm, not sure. Enzo Fittipaldi has not hit the ground running at Carlin the way I had anticipated. Yes, he's won his first F2 race. Zane Maloney's still raw. He's a way off. Dennis Hauger is not the Dennis Hauger that we anticipated after his F3 season. So, yeah, you're looking at that group and you're going, mm, where's the next thing to come? And they're a little bit thinner on the ground in F3. So, yeah, you're some you're somewhere away from having a... Uh, an obvious line of succession. So I guess the risk here is that if Max Verstappen, uh, this is the risk to Red Bull, if Max Verstappen has an issue, right, it's it's always going to be down to the next driver, and currently that driver isn't there to back him up. So I've just picked a, a, someone else to compare Perez against. So I picked Fernando Alonso. Um, so this year, the average finishing position for Sergio Perez, if, if you obviously count all the races, um, it's fourth. And so is Fernando Alonso's. And the average grid position in qualifying for Fernando Alonso is fifth. And for Sergio Perez, it's seventh. Well, it's actually 7.5. But isn't that a mad stat that you've got him in the Red Bull? And very, very quickly, you know, if Max is having issues, Red Bull's, you know, their, their, their season could turn around. So here's a question for you. The stats man, okay. James. <laughs> no, it's not it's not a stat. It, it's uh yeah, a hypothetical. Let we would we would say, okay, Red Bull probably don't want Fernando in there. Um it's gonna be Lewis and Nico again. Although, I mean, he and Max do get on very well now. I think it would be a different story if they were battling it out for wins every week. So let's flip it around. If Red Bull came to Alonso, would he take it in a heartbeat or would he believe in the Aston project that he so clearly claims to believe in? It's a good question. I I, I think he would, uh, given the right money, jump ship very quickly because he's already done it. Money comes into it. <laughs> it's, he's already done it. He did it to, to, um, to go to Aston Martin, didn't he? I think realistically, we always talk about you need to be on the right tyres for the environment. F1 drivers too often are trying to anticipate who might come up, who might come through. If there is a obvious winner staring you in the face, you take that drive. And that is what Red Bull is. I would love to see it, to be perfectly honest. In the dominance that Red Bull have now and how Max drives and how Alonso drives, it it would just be like a great... It would be the battle between teammates that I thought we were going to have this year, but we haven't got. Um, but yeah. I don't know whether he would, though. I feel like he does believe in Aston Martin helping them get back to, or like become a championship winning team. Now, I was having a, a conversation with a friend the other day and it, we started to talk about A cars and B cars, right? Which used to be quite a thing. You know, you'd, you'd have your um, the car that you put all the development on and your, your number one driver. Is this still a thing? Is it, Could it be that Max is getting all the upgrades sooner? He's driving the development for that car and Sergio Perez is driving a car that he doesn't want to drive and he hasn't got um, the same potential to even match Max. Um, what are your thoughts, James? Now, we know exactly what is on every car at this point. There's... You know, they have to to give out the, the official document saying we've upgraded this and this and everyone knew when Lando got the upgrades and Checo didn't. The only thing you can really talk about is is stuff like favourable treatment like we saw in people talking about in that Max getting the first pit stop choice at the last Grand Prix. That's about it. I think they've clearly got the same car. It's just Max is getting everything out of it and Checo isn't. Okay, so James, you think uh, Perez will still be in the car next year, right? I mean, I didn't say that. 
but I think <laughs> that's how I, I, I said it. he definitely will be for the rest of this year. I think, yeah, he will. Yeah. Okay. All right, Sam. What's your take? What, what are you going to predict is going to happen for next year? I am going to say no. Not because I necessarily think it will happen, but I just really kind of want to hammer home the point that nobody should, nobody should trust Red Bull. And I've said this, I said this in the last episode. Fair. Until Sergio Perez is in that car in Bahrain, <laughs> I'm not believing anything. That's my think, that's my point I'm trying to make with this. I think if Daniel had the rest of the season, I would be more suspicious. But with you it, think it the hands. like he's gonna miss. Yeah. The, ha- oh, the hands device. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But is is it the kind of injury that you you lose a you know it's not like a a winger tearing an ACL like oh, no no I'm not saying like it's going to mean he can't perform I mean I don't think he's got enough time to prove right he yeah. had ten races now he's got probably six yeah I don't know yeah I mean they did say the surgery didn't go as well as they had hoped for for Danny Rick and you know they've certainly ruled out two races but yeah. it it just seems to be to to be lined up perfectly you know we've now got Liam Lawson right he's getting his experience ready for that Alpha Tauri you get Ricardo back to to you know try and find his form again and hopefully you know his wrists are okay and then it's all set in stone right to to get Perez out of the mix but <laughs> That's on the assumption that Yuki Tsunoda stays in the Red Bull stable. <laughs> yeah. And we know that Honda and Aston Martin are in partnership moving forward. Yuki Tsunoda's been very, very heavily backed throughout his entire career by Honda. There is an obvious, um, not to get all kind of corporate, but a synergy there. Um and it's it's a great opportunity, and they're also we're having we're having talks of oh is Lance Stroll that satisfied as F one like he's never really seemed to fully embrace it. Our Aston Martin going actually well, you know it'd be nice for us to be able to play with two seats, and not just have that one seat, and it make it difficult and kind of you know so on and so forth. Say if Yuki Tsunoda is not a certain, then that I think makes Sergio Perez's life slightly easier. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Okay, and um, finally, Abby, do you think it'll be here next year? And if not, who will take his place? Can I say maybe as an answer? Oh, no, no, no. The There's no fences no. around here, Abby. Mm. Um, That's offensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Boom>. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Abby, go on. Um, That's all right. I think he will be. Because even though you've, like you, you even started the show saying, I don't think he'll be here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've convinced you. Backtracking on that. I, no, I think he will be because, like James said, I don't think there's enough races for Ricardo to fully demonstrate what he's capable of. Because, like Chris Medland has said, Ricardo can't risk trying to get back racing, get back in the car too early without letting his injury fully heal, especially with the races that are coming up and the sprint, like the sprint races in Qatar and Austin as well. So I think they'll keep Perez for next year and then reevaluate maybe mid-season next year if Ricardo's still at Alpha Tauri and then like bye-bye Perez, hello Ricardo, and then put someone else in. But yeah. Oh, Abby's gone for a mid-season sacking next year. Okay, I didn't expect yeah. that one. It's not like it would be unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe even maybe even a race earlier. Who knows? 
Um, okay, let us know what you think. Will Sergio Perez be here next year? Will he not? Who should take a seat? Who shouldn't? You can email us, info at formulanerds.com. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think. But that's it for today. Thank you very much, James. Thank you. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> we will see you next time. Goodbye. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out and away we go. Sports Social Podcast Network.